Hey, Mama. Anxiety is really common for moms. Anxiety can exist without us even being aware of it. It can totally debilitate us, and it can rob us of the chance to thrive, be fully present with our families, and live our very best life. You've probably heard various strategies for managing your anxiety, including my not-so-favorite piece of advice to just stop worrying. But today, I want to take a new spin on anxiety and frame it in a way that will hopefully leave you feeling like the boss of your anxiety. I'm bringing you five powerful hacks for tackling your anxiety to help you feel more empowered and capable of not just surviving motherhood, but thriving in motherhood and beyond. This is the Motivation for Mom Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to invite you to join my five-day no-alcohol challenge that starts Monday, August 12th. Almost seven months ago, I ended my relationship with alcohol, and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Every part of my life is better because now I don't have to think about, am I going to pour that glass of wine? Should I tonight? Shouldn't I? I just decided to cut it out of my life completely, and now I'm able to focus on emotional healing, going after my goals and dreams that for so long seemed so far away. And not just getting by and getting through motherhood, but living fully in each precious moment while they're young and truly, truly enjoying my life. I have a limited number of spots available in this free five-day challenge. So if you're interested in getting a taste of what life can be like when you take a break from alcohol and focus on what really matters, then head on over to BreakthroughMoms.com to apply. Now, go enjoy the episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. Before we dive into talking about anxiety today, I wanted to give a shout out to one of my lovely listeners, Cherie et Ami, on Instagram, who said, Hello, I am a huge fan from South Korea. I have been listening to your podcast each multiple times. They are so helpful and motivating. Could you provide the scripts on your website? Sometimes I cannot understand 100% by just listening to it since my native language is not English. Thank you so much. I can't even tell you how much I love your show. Cherie, I don't know if that's your first name or just your Instagram name, but thank you from the bottom of my heart for connecting with me on Instagram, and thank you for being a fan of the show. And yes, the transcript, at least for this episode, will be up on my website, so you can go there at 
sarahmunder.com and translate as needed. And eventually, I promise I'll get the transcripts for past episodes up too. Sometimes it just takes me a while. Mom life, you know. Just a reminder that if you ever have a request for me, like Cherie requested that I update the transcripts of the podcast on my website, if you ever have a request for an episode about a topic that you're needing to hear, let me know. You can send me a direct message on Instagram or send me an email, sarah at sarahmunder.com. And if you'd be willing to take 90 seconds and go write a review of this podcast on iTunes, I would love to share it here on the show in an upcoming episode. Today I'm talking about anxiety. We all experience anxiety from one degree to another, especially in regards to something happening to our kids, or anxiety about what other people think, or anxiety about finances. And sometimes we feel anxious for what seems like no reason at all. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, women are nearly twice as likely to experience anxiety as men. And anxiety can be related to our hormone fluctuations, which seems to slightly explain that. When I was breastfeeding, I experienced a condition informally known as dysphoric milk ejection reflex, or DMER, which can present as sudden and severe feelings of anxiety, dread, fear, and other negative or devastating emotions and physical symptoms such as nausea just prior to having a letdown. There is very little research into this condition except for anecdotal evidence, which basically means that the only evidence we have on this condition is based on what other moms report. But as we look further into it, it seems as more and more moms are experiencing this, and it may be more common than we realize. I didn't even realize that I had DMER, for the first several months of breastfeeding my first baby until I began to realize that I was beginning to associate breastfeeding with these feelings of dread and nausea and severe anxiety. And then I began to look into it and lo and behold, this is actually a real thing. And I have been waiting for a chance to bring this up on the podcast because this is something that I dealt with for the entire 20 months of breastfeeding my first daughter and the entire 20 months of breastfeeding my second daughter. And it was so severe. And like I said, I think more common than we realize. And the problem is, is that right now, as of now, the medical community has absolutely no knowledge or research or even a proper diagnosis of this condition, at least not yet, but I believe we'll get there. If you think you might also have DMER or you're just curious to know more about it, you can visit d-mer.org to learn more. I suspect that the my DMER could be related to past trauma or possibly a loss of connection with my own mother in the early formative months and years. I absolutely cannot say for certain whether it is or isn't, but I'm very interested in how all these things could play a role. My mama thinks that I have it because when she breastfed me, she had a dissociative disorder as a result of her own life trauma. And she admits that she was not 
present and engaged with me, even when she breastfed me. But again, it's really hard to say at this point what the cause is and whether or not it is related to trauma or disassociation. But I think the important thing is, is becoming aware of what's happening when you're experiencing severe and debilitating emotions. And even if you don't have DEMER, or even if you're not currently breastfeeding, or you have never breastfed, anxiety can be severe and debilitating and totally deserves our attention because as moms, we want to live our best life. A couple of weeks ago, I had the privilege of attending a trauma workshop called Claim Your Power by Mastin Kipp. If you do not know who Mastin Kipp is, I highly recommend you go look into him. At the very least, go follow him on Instagram. This guy is absolutely amazing. The way he explains how trauma manifests in our life and how to gain control over our emotional states is just so clear and makes total sense better than I've ever heard before. One thing that I learned from this conference was that trauma is very much misunderstood. Many people claim that they haven't really experienced any real trauma in their life, and yet they still go on to experience anxiety and depression and other symptoms. It's important to understand that we could have experienced trauma in any area of our life. It could be relationship trauma, emotional trauma, physical trauma, abuse trauma, accident trauma, sexual trauma, social trauma, religious trauma, birthing trauma, parenting trauma, financial trauma, health trauma. The list goes on. All of us have experienced trauma in our life. Most of us have experienced several traumatic events or situations that we may have gotten through, but maybe we never really processed or became integrated with. My big takeaway from this conference was based on the polyvagal theory, and if you aren't familiar with it, be sure to go do some research on it. Basically, when we have anxiety, it's actually just a survival mechanism that's meant to keep us alive and safe. When something traumatic happens to us, it causes either one of two responses, either fight or flight, which originates in our sympathetic nervous system and produces stress hormones and causes tension and a heightened sense of awareness, or if when we're going through this traumatic experience, if we sense that there is just no fight in us, that we cannot fight or flee from whatever is causing that trauma, then we respond with our parasympathetic nervous system, which causes us to shut down and dissociate. This is what happens when animals are caught and eaten by other animals. They instinctively know to cut off consciousness and pain receptors and dissociate from the experience because, I mean, who wants to be conscious when they're being eaten, right? If we survive a traumatic experience, which all of us have, then we are left with either two body memories, either the fight or flight or the shutdown dissociative response, which basically means that our body remembers that thing that almost got us. And it's going to do its job to make sure that that thing never gets us again. So we're either going to be more susceptible to anxiety or depression, or we might ping pong between both. And you never know what's going to hit. Fun, right? Now, this is a super boiled down explanation for the complex nervous system functions and responses. And I highly encourage you to hear it 
for yourself from the pros because I'll be honest, there may be some things that I'm just not explaining properly because lo and behold, I am not a psychology expert. But what I can point out in talking about anxiety specifically is that anxiety is meant to keep us safe. It's our built-in response to danger to keep us alive. Now, I don't know about you, but thinking about anxiety as protection is something I never really considered before. And so this new spin on anxiety that I promised in the beginning is that we can actually have a sense of gratitude for this life-saving response that we have to the various threats that come up in our life. But here's the problem. As humans and as powerful, intentional go-getter mamas that we are, we're not just trying to survive, are we? We're trying to thrive and live our best life. And in that case, our anxiety does not serve us the way that nature intended it to serve us. When something triggers us, either within or outside of our awareness, we don't always need that hyper-awareness of danger. We don't always need to be reminded that something bad could happen. We certainly don't need our anxiety interfering with our ability to enjoy our life, be present with our children, or make strides in our goals. The good news is, is that not only can you manage your anxiety, but in learning about how anxiety originates and manifests, It can help you because when you shine a light on something and understand something scary and painful, it tends to be not so scary and painful, right? And there are things you can do to calm your anxiety and restore peace again when you're experiencing anxiety or even when you're feeling like a panic attack is coming on. And I'm sure you're anxious to hear that, no pun intended. Without further ado, here are my five powerful hacks for taking control of your anxiety instead of letting it control you and your ability to thrive. Number one, understand your anxiety and be curious about it. I've already mentioned that when you shine a light on something, it tends to be more manageable and less threatening. This means understanding where your anxiety is coming from. It means doing the work to uncover your hidden trauma, which could be in your therapist's office, in your journal, or in workshops like the one I attended. The more you understand how the nervous system works, the more you are able to manipulate it to get the results you want. In this case, you want to feel calm and peaceful instead of feeling anxious. If you can't attend Mastin Kipp's Claim Your Power live workshop, I highly recommend his book, Claim Your Power, which you can get on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble. When I was pregnant, I started noticing that I was feeling really anxious and emotional whenever I would drop something. It was really weird. So I talked to my mom about it, and it turns out that I had gone through a very traumatic experience as a young child that I had completely forgotten about. And she suspected that that's where it may have been coming from. When I was five, I was sitting on a bar stool and I dropped something, probably food. And I fell off the bar stool. And unfortunately, I fell onto one of our baby kittens and killed it. Recalling this memory totally devastated me. But In working with a therapist, I was able to properly process this 
and integrate the emotions around this traumatic experience. And guess what? My anxiety that I was getting whenever I dropped something slowly over time stopped happening. It wasn't immediate, let me be clear, but every time it would happen and I would notice like a scientist examines a specimen in a lab, you look at it when it's happening and you go, hmm, isn't that interesting? I'm having that feeling again. And when you become a witness to your own emotional and physical reactions, you no longer feel like a victim to your anxiety. You no longer identify with it it becomes less powerful. Number two, take inventory of your stress factors. You probably already know that stress, lack of sleep, alcohol, too much caffeine and other stimulants, not exercising and not eating well or eating too much sugar can all affect how you feel and if you're struggling with your anxiety. And as moms, Let's be real. It can be really challenging to take care of ourselves in all of these areas, especially all at the same time. And I am not going to sit here and tell you, Mama, you need to get more sleep because you'll probably slap me. But take inventory of how each of these areas are for you lately and where you might be able to improve. Sometimes it's just about being aware. More than likely, there's one area that's been totally neglected lately, and I'd venture to bet that you already know what that area is. Holistic health means that you're doing your best to be healthy and optimal in all areas of your life and health. And if just one thing is off, it can wreak havoc on your ability to thrive. So just be aware that if any one of these areas in your life, any one of these stress factors or stress-causing factors could be off, that it's likely that it could be making your anxiety worse. And I think that it's important to at least be aware of it. Number three, get clear and aligned with your values and intentions. Now, why is this one important for managing anxiety? Because not having clarity and not being aligned with our intentions can result in us feeling insecure and anxious. This means having clarity about what our purpose is, what kind of mom we want to be, what kind of women we want to be, how we intend to spend our time, how we schedule our time, what things in our life are coming up that we want to prepare for, where our money is going, what our goals are for the next three months and in the next five years what our values are, what our spiritual and religious beliefs are, and whether our habits and decisions and the people in our life and the things that we spend our money on are all aligned with each of these things. I guarantee if you make it more of a priority to get honest and clear about these things, you're going to experience a greater sense of peace, purpose, and feel less anxious about your life overall. Number four, meditate and exhale slowly. Another thing I learned from the Claim Your Power workshop was that our body has hidden dials that can either amp up our anxiety or help to calm it down. One of these such dials is the vagus nerve, which runs from the brain to the gut. According to an article in Front Psychiatry, the vagus nerve represents the main component of the parasympathetic nervous system, which oversees a vast variety of crucial bodily functions, including control of mood, immune response, 
digestion, and heart rate. The stimulation of vagal afferent fibers in the gut influences monoaminergic brain systems in the brainstem that play crucial roles in major psychiatric conditions such as mood and anxiety disorders. In line, there is preliminary evidence for gut bacteria to have beneficial effect on mood and anxiety, partly by affecting the activity of the vagus nerve. Since the vagal tone is correlated with capacity to regulate stress responses and can be influenced by breathing, its increase through meditation and yoga likely contribute to resilience in the mitigation of mood and anxiety symptoms. Okay, so let's break this down, right? What this basically is implying is that the vagus nerve is the communication line between the gut and the brain. So if you have ever wondered the connection between the gut and the brain or whether the gut feeling is a real thing, the answer is yes, there is a huge connection between the brain and the gut, and the vagus nerve is one such connection. So as it turns out, the cultures that have used meditation and breathing exercises for like thousands of years may have known what they were doing all along, right? Since come to find out, there's scientific evidence on how deep breathing and meditation helps us calm down and ease anxiety. Basically, when we take a deep breath in and we slowly let it out, we put pressure on the vagus nerve that tells the brain to slow the heart rate and calm down. When you meditate, you get the same effect as long as you're being intentional with your breath. So how do you put this into action into your life to help you ease your anxiety? When you are feeling anxious, I want you to take a deep breath, hold it for three seconds, and very, very slowly let it out. Do that three times and make sure that your exhale is at least twice as long as your inhale. Notice how you feel. And incorporate a meditation routine into your daily schedule. There is so much evidence that shows that meditation, even for just a few minutes each day, not just relieves anxiety, but actually prevents it. So make it a daily practice to meditate even just for a few minutes each day, preferably in the morning and at night when you have a quiet space before your kids get up and after they go to bed. Put on some meditative music or do a guided meditation. If you want, you can go to my website, sarahmunder.com, to get a free guided meditation that I created for encouragement anytime you're feeling discouraged. Of course, there are other guided meditations you can find, but if you find my voice to be soothing and you would like this encouraging meditation, you can get the audio file delivered straight to your inbox so you can listen on the go or anytime you need it from any device. Again, go to sarahmunder.com to request this free guided meditation I created for encouragement. Number five, stop drinking. The thing about alcohol is that if we tend to be anxious people or if we are experiencing anxiety, we may feel drawn to alcohol or even crave alcohol or even be addicted to alcohol because it's a depressant and it helps to calm the nervous system at least until it doesn't anymore and it wears off. And then it actually makes your anxiety come back even worse. This is one of the reasons why I decided to completely end my relationship with alcohol because it's like pouring gasoline on the fire of your anxiety. I was skeptical about how I would be able to manage without it, but let me just say that my anxiety really did improve. 
once I cut out alcohol out of my life. It takes a little time to recalibrate and readjust, but when you break through that reliance on alcohol to help you relax and calm down from your anxiety, you will notice that eventually you do level off and your anxiety improves over the long run. I would love to encourage you to take a break from alcohol at least for a while. Give your body a break and let yourself properly deal with your anxiety in a healthy way that's going to give you a chance to heal whatever your anxiety is coming from and teach you healthy coping mechanisms that will allow you to live fully and thrive. I'd love for you to join my five-day alcohol-free challenge that begins Monday, August 12th that I'm holding in a private pop-up Facebook group. If you're interested in joining, visit BreakthroughMoms.com to apply. I'm holding a limited number of spots for this challenge, so go apply as soon as you can. Remember, this challenge is completely free. It's five days, and it's a great opportunity where you can kind of test the waters and see not only if you can take a break from the mommy wine life, but what you can accomplish and do for yourself in those five days. Now, it may seem like no sweat off the back for most people to be able to go five days without alcohol, but for those of us who struggle with anxiety on a daily basis and rely on alcohol to help us manage that anxiety and help us just get through the day, joining a challenge like this is a really powerful way to jumpstart a new lifestyle for yourself, one that involves healing past trauma, learning new coping skills, and establishing habits and routines that's going to help you create a life really worth living, a life that's full of joy, excitement, peace, relaxation, achievement, and emotional regulation. This is my reminder to you that it is possible to get unstuck from the same old habits and cycles, that you can overcome your anxiety without alcohol, and actually with a few simple changes in your life, you can start living fully. Enjoy these precious years that you have with your children, and not just survive, but truly thrive. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for investing in yourself. And thank you for not settling for second best in your life. Thank you for not just accepting the fact that you live with anxiety, but for taking control of the quality of your life and for setting the example for the next generation on how to not just survive, but how to thrive. By working on yourself, you are helping to make the world around you a better place. Now go out there Take charge of your day, you beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. Wait, wait, don't go yet. If you feel inspired and motivated after today's episode, will you do me the ultimate favor from one hardworking mama to another and share this episode with a friend who you think it could help. You can either hit the share or copy link button or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me at Sarah Funder. And please just take 90 seconds and go write a review of the show on iTunes, which really helps me out, girl. I'd love to feature your review and give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. And if you would like to join my five-day alcohol-free challenge, be sure to head on over to BreakthroughMoms.com to apply. And in this five-day challenge, I'd love to show you how to get started. Again, visit BreakthroughMoms.com to apply for this free five-day challenge. See you there.